Welcome to the Business of Behavior podcast, hosted by Dr. Becca Tagg. We support clinicians who have been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, looking to strengthen their practice to better serve their clients, employees, and themselves. Hello and welcome to the Business of Behavior podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Becca Tagg, and this is session 93. Today, I'm excited to welcome my partner, Corey Sides, on the podcast to talk about owning your development. A good place to start might be to tell you all a little bit about Corey. Corey has been with Home Depot for 23 years. And if you think you heard wrong, I said it and I'll say it again. That's 23 years with the same company. And he started by pushing lots in the, or pushing park, pushing carts in the lots and has moved up to being an associate assistant manager at a store uh, currently in Wilmington, North Carolina. He's worked for the same company from coast to coast, quite literally like Space Ghost from North Carolina to uh, Southern California when we traveled out there uh, to complete my postdoc. And so one of the phrases that he uses often um, about his own growth and development is own your development which really talks about the importance and the initiative and the responsibility that rests on each of us when we're talking about our careers. So welcome, Cor. Thank you. I'm uh, glad to be here. Good. Considering here is in our dining room, so just a reminder that nothing is overly polished perfection. We are perfectly imperfect now and always, so uh, we are here sitting at our dining room table, leaning over, sharing the microphone, and hopefully bringing value to you guys. So Corey, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what own your development means for you. Uh, for me, um, owning my development or owning your development means seeking out what you need to become a better leader or better associate or better person or whatever whatever you're trying to improve on. You have to own that. You cannot chase someone. You cannot expect someone to bring you the information you need to become better at your job, at your – just as a person. You know, you have to take the initiative and do – what it takes to become that person. I think that's a great point. And really what you're talking about there is we have to do it for ourselves if we want it, right? And if you don't, that's okay. But really the folks we're talking to here are those who might be early career professionals or students and just getting started, maybe early uh, in your business ownership and you're you're wondering how to get a mentor or how do you learn. And so Cor, maybe you can tell us um, kind of how you went from carts to management absolutely um so for me i um, was in my family business and we we were builders and painters and mostly painters and uh the job's tough whenever you're working for your family so um in the back of the newspaper it said home depot this is not a job this is a career um there was one opening in wilmington north carolina in 1998 so After some tough days on the job with my family, I said, Dad, I'm going to Home Depot tonight, and I'm not leaving without a job, and that's what I did. So I I went to Home Depot. I got a job pushing carts. I pushed carts for six months to a year. 
Um, then I was moved into the store and the paint department, of course, and that's what that's what I know. I know um, I know painting and I know customer service, so that's it was pretty easy for me. Um, I did that for three years, then I went back to my family's business where I helped my father and my brother run our family business, which was um, unbelievable on the job training. Um, you know, whenever you're taking a, a blank slate and then turning it into something, you know, a home or or um, a painted house or whatever it is, um, it's it really gives you a sense of accomplishment. So that was really cool. I, I stayed at Home Depot part-time for 10 years, um, and then 2008, the economy gets weird, and I, you know, my brother and I were running our family business, and, you know, there really just wasn't enough for the both of us there. So I said, I'm going to go back to Home Depot, and he could have our family business. And um, that's what I did. It was turned out to be... Um, um, one of the best decisions of my life, and I went back full time, and then I got promoted to a, a supervisor position, where I did that for two, three years, um, and in that time we moved to California, and then I was promoted to an assistant store manager um, over several departments, areas of the store type of thing. So I want to highlight a couple things there in that wonderful story. I know I would love to have team members show the dedication and commitment to us, right, for those decades of time. And um, that's tough in a military town. And so I, I think a couple of things come to mind. One is that when you were in each of those positions, you did it to the fullest. And that even though you wanted to move up, if there's not a space you kind of hung tight and continued to do the best you could in each of those positions so that when a spot did open up in that next level up, you were, I hate to say shoo-in, but, but it was clear that um, you were a candidate um, mainly because, or maybe not mainly, one reason because you had shown that you were willing to stick it out, that you were, you know, that you were there and you were committed and that you did each job to the best you could, even while you were waiting for the next one. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, I think uh, candidate is a is a great term to use because nothing is guaranteed. Um, the only way to guarantee it is to own it yourself, and you know that that part of owning your development that's guaranteed. If you own your development, you will you will develop. So. Um, being dedicated to a company or to a job or to a position. Um, yes, I mean, it, it does look really good in whenever your leaders are saying, oh, who can we depend on? Who can we count on? Who's going to be there for us in the tough times? You know, um, for Home Depot example, if there's a hurricane, we work 100 hours a week. That's just how it works. You know, we don't leave until, I mean, I've spent the night there. Um, so it's just, it's how it goes. You, you have to be, nothing is for sure. Um, and I have been in position my current position that I'm in is a assistant store manager. Um, I've been in it for eight years and six of those eight years I have ranked, um, in the top percentage of my regions in all of my stores that I've worked at, um, for the company. And not that I haven't been a great candidate, which I have been. Um, but sometimes there's people that are better suited for the job and you don't get it. And, that doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means um, someone else was better prepared than you were, and you have to go, I have to go out there and earn and be prepared and own my development to make sure that no one is better prepared than me next time. I also wonder, too, if some of it is about 
what we call contextual factors, right? So you're a strong performer and we have limitations. So we are not in a position to be able to move from southeastern North Carolina. So there's only about three stores in this area. So we, you know, have our our um, priorities, which is that we can't move from this area. So sometimes that being one of our priorities means that you may not have moved into that store manager position yet because there's less opportunities here, whereas perhaps if we were still in California, it would. And so so I think it's also about being able to label those contextual factors. So for those of you all that might be listening, so if you're a new parent, right, and you're not able to put in, like Cora's talking about those 100-hour weeks during a hurricane, which P.S. is during a hurricane. Remember, you can sprint, but you can't sprint all the time. So, so if you're you know, newly married or you have um, very young children or have a chronic health condition that might be in a flare-up, you may need to prioritize things other than work in this moment, and that's okay, right? You can't light yourself on fire to try to keep others warm. So that might mean that your growth in your um, work position might be on a less uh, steep curve right now because you have to prioritize other stuff. Everything can't be at a steep curve. And when we were out in California, you know, I was working a ton um, as part of my postdoc and the re-specialization. And so Corey worked a ton and we both were on steep inclines for our career. And now we're back in um, North Carolina. And so we're not able to move all over, right? And so sometimes those contextual factors also contribute. I think it's also important to talk about um, the loyalty and and why, right? How do I say that differently? More like you don't stay somewhere that treats you like shit, right? You're going to stay somewhere that affords you growth, that gives you consistent hours and schedule. And maybe you can talk about some of those other benefits that have allowed you to stay at Home Depot. Absolutely. Um, there, there are a lot of things that um, have kept me at Home Depot. Uh, Home Depot has, I've been at Home Depot over half my life. And um, to be honest, there's a lot of opportunity for other jobs um, for someone with my skill set and uh, my motivation and all these other things. Um, but Home Depot has been it's helped me through many difficult times in my life. Um, and I, and I say that, you know, funny as a job, right. Helped me through difficult times in my life. But, um, you know, when the family business, when I wasn't pleased with my family business, I went to home Depot when my family business offered me, you know, a, a really good job back. I stayed at home Depot and went back to my family business. I did both. Um, so it was the consistency. It provided consistency where maybe other things didn't. And so if we're, as business owners, looking to retain folks, we've got to be consistent in providing work hours at minimum. Absolutely. Um, and, and in that being said, um, in 2008, when the economy went weird, the business, my family business, could not support my brother and I. So that consistency with Home Depot was there. And, um, it was familiar. It was, con- you know, it was, there was going to be a paycheck. There was going to be hard work. There was going to be all these things, but, um, Home Depot is a very diverse company. It does not see, um, we don't see, and this is something I'm very proud about. 
Um, we don't see age. We don't see race. We don't see gender. We don't see sexual orientation. We don't see any of these things. We see results. So if I go to Home Depot and I produce great results, I will get that pat on the back or I will get that acknowledgement. I will get that opportunity to be promoted, right? So we always say your actions get you the interview. The interview gets you the job. So you might be the best worker, best everything, but if you lay an egg in your interview, there's going to be somebody that does better than you. So I really respect that about Home Depot, and um, that's just one of the things that I really love about it. Um, benefits, health benefits, um, stock options as a hourly employee, bonuses as an hourly employee. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of things relationships that you build through the home deep through your job doesn't have to be the home depot um relationships that you build in and out of work you know that surrounds work um so i think there's a lot of things um for me that the job that i have provided a safe space and an opportunity for me to excel as the person i am absolutely which is all really important and so i think you're talking about that emphasis on diversity and equity, which Home Depot was one of the first larger companies to allow for um, major medical insurance for same-gendered, same-sex couples, which personally I think is fantastic. And I know that you mentioned about not seeing color and age, and we all know that that's not totally true, right? We want to see and appreciate those differences. And I think um, what you're talking about there is that there's an effort to actively um, empower some of those voices that may not be heard and that there's a lot of diversity and equity um, discussions that are happening among the leadership team at Home Depot, um, which sounds like makes it feel like there's more um, opportunity for everyone. Is that fair to say? Definitely. Um, we use a term, um, diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do we always say? If you're not being purposely inclusive, then you're being exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Yes. So um, I've, I find that um, people everywhere could benefit from a, from a company being diversified and yeah. inclusive because I don't care where you're from. There is an area of your population that is discriminated against or whatever else. Um, and to be open-minded, it can change your life. It can change others' lives. So uh, I think that's a huge part for, you know, I think that's a huge part for me being with a company like that, that, um, across the country, it's consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the message from North Carolina to California and back. And, uh, I'm very proud of that. So as we're talking about that consistency piece, I like that you mentioned moving from state to state. So those of us who may have organizations with multiple sites, not only do we need to be consistent within our own site, but we need to be consistent across sites within our organization. So of course, there's going to be some differences, but we want, let's say at Delmar, I want the same experience no matter what BCBA you have, no matter what clinic you're at, that Delmar is X, right? Or is Y, that things are pretty consistent. I also wonder if you can talk a little bit about the other benefits um, that you get at Home Depot. So there's health, you know, major medical, um, there's PTO, um, which after 23 years, you get what, five weeks? Uh, Yep, five weeks. Um, 
five weeks paid time off um, after one year um, at the Home Depot you get 40 hours mm -hmm. um, so you start with no paid time off you work your way up um, at your one-year anniversary you get 40 hours um, at your five-year anniversary you get another 40 hours so 80 hours at 10 years you get a third week of vacation at 15 years you get your fourth week of vacation and at 20 years you get your fifth week so you top out at five weeks paid time off at the home depot or i mean i'm sure that's the case around this is just you know my personal experience but um yeah it's you know it's a what a privilege it is to have um that much time off in a year um to spend with my family um Benefits, uh, particularly time off, is often a topic of discussion in the ABA Business Builders group. And so I ask you to share that to kind of put in perspective what some people, what many of us are offering to our team members. Or if you're an early career professional, um, I think one of the things that our field offers a lot of is PTO. And um, it's important to remember that that's not the case in all fields. And that maybe as an early field we may be giving, I don't know, we think about kind of what Corey is talking about in another business and we want to evaluate that against what we're offering. And that certainly doesn't mean we want to take away and not give people PTO. It's important. And these are businesses and, and the minimum acceptable behavior is walking through the front door. And so um, every time that, so like Corey's an ASM, so if he's not at work, even if he's using his own PTO, the rest of the team is covering his weight in his absence. And I think sometimes we want to give folks a lot of PTO or a lot of time off and be flexible with their schedules. And we may not realize that when people are out more, um, even for valid reasons, right, that that can create additional stress for those who are still on site in, in the absence. Yeah, so I will say this. Um, in large corporations um, such as Home Depot <clears throat> or others, um, even in an absence health-wise or some type of emergency, the company will only hold a person's position for so long. Um, and then you will still have a job when you come back, if you come back. Uh, but it won't be your same position. You're not guaranteed to have your same hours. You're not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed anything but to have a job. You could go from 40 hours a week to 15 hours a week. Um, if you are out for an extended period of time with a valid reason, you know, leave of absence, that type of thing. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, paid time off is, you know, paid time off is, uh, it, it's a luxury. You know, it really is. And I agree it needs to be a necessity, a luxurious necessity, right, as somebody with um, a chronic health condition and, and we need that PTO and um, to be thoughtful about what the standard is in other fields. Um, sometimes we don't realize how good we have it, right? And I wonder if that's something you can talk about, um, Core, being, having been somewhere for 23 years, you probably have had the thought. We're seeing others have the thought, gosh, this might be better somewhere else. And kind of, we all know the grass is not always greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And I wonder if you might have any sort of feedback or, I don't know, discussion around that. Uh, absolutely. Um, in my career, you know, being at 
Home Depot all that time. And, and to be honest, I, I didn't, I didn't leave Home Depot and go part-time because I was unhappy with it. I, I left Home Depot and went part-time because I wanted to help my family and I wanted to have that family business that we've always had. And I wanted to be a part of that. Um, I thought that was very, very important to me for me and my brother and my father. Um, it was excellent. You know, I have no, no regrets um, about doing that. Um, and I also had no regrets about going back to the Home Depot. Um, I, I didn't think one side was greener than the other. Um, but I will say that we do get, I have seen in my career, um, a lot of different things where someone will be at Home Depot for 10 years, they will get offered a job somewhere else, and they're back in six months because the culture is not the same. The culture is everything um, for me. Whenever, you know, for us, we have a value will, and there's eight pegs on the value will that we live our lives by every day. And if we live our lives by those eight pegs on the value wheel, we will be successful at my company, right? So um, you might go to another company and they don't have any pegs on the value wheel. Um, they are not living ethically. They are living in a good old boy system where you might work there two years and somebody gets hired on to be your boss because they're somebody's cousin. Um, and that's just, that's not how it goes. That should not be how it goes, even though it really is. And, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people in my career come back to the Home Depot and say, I should have never left, you know, um, because you start back over from scratch. You could have been there 10 years. You got your three weeks vacation. You got all this other good stuff. And then you leave. And in six months, you come back. And guess what? You're at day one. You don't pick back up at 10 years. You don't get to just say, oh, I took my little sabbatical and then I come back. Um guess what? You're a, you're a one day associate, you're a new associate and you're learning our culture all over again. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, when it comes to being loyal, if you want all the benefits, then you have to, you, you have to put the time in, you have to stay, you got to stay when it's hard. You got to stay when it's tough. You got to stay when it's easy. You know, it's, but there's none a of lot. that means that you stay when it's illegal, unethical, or uncaring. So I want to be sure that we're making that parallel too, that we're about staying when it's tough, you know, like through COVID or through, you know, some changeover in staff. That does not mean that if somebody is treating you unethically, illegally, that that means stick through it. We're certainly not advocating that. And I agree that you got to kind of Hang tight. I also wonder if when you people talk about leaving um, Home Depot or anywhere, really, usually there's a breakdown of some kind before that. And people either usually have a discussion about it with leadership or they sort of stuff it, you know, bottle it up and then they get mad and they get, you know, they're leaving. And so I wonder um, if it would be helpful or useful to continue to keep, or maybe this is something you do is to keep open that 360 degree feedback. So you're getting feedback from those above you and under you, you know, I'm doing air quotes for under cause no humans under another value wise. And, the idea that we want to be constantly checking in with folks so that when things are going a bit off, there's a space for them to bring those thoughts and worries should they choose to, to help them not leave and come back on day one? Or do you think that maybe that's something some people have to experience? I think it's something some people have to experience. However, um, you know, as for me as a leader, there's a few things that I do pretty regularly. Um, I'm in the trenches with my people. Uh, I work hard 
um, and, I, we, and I work hard right beside my people um, and other people's people. Um, we, you know, the apron says I work in all departments, right? So I'm, we, I work everywhere. If I've got to push carts all day, I go push carts all day as a manager. It doesn't matter. You know, we do whatever the needs of the business call for. Um, I'm not above anything. Um, but when you're in the trenches with your people, you really have an opportunity to, to meet and learn and know someone. So I think that's really, really important is that open dialogue and them knowing that you're just another normal person. Um, you know, my boss will tell me sometimes you can't cuss around the employees. And I said, I I don't have a choice because I'm just being as honest and as real with them as I can be. Um, I don't cuss at them. I cuss with them right so um you know there there's a level of trust that comes when people are genuine and you know it's there's been times whenever i've had to terminate an associate and i've gotten a letter that said thank you i would not have wanted to get fired by anybody other than you because Mm -hmm. i know that it it was if you had to fire me then there's nothing else that could have been done to help me in this situation and that really means a lot um to me um Something else I do, we always do exit interviews. So if I have an associate or a leader, you know, someone that works, you know, as an ASM, I have department supervisors that work for me and with me. And if one of them wants to leave, I'll sit down and I'll talk to them. And I'll ask them to be, um, to tell me the truth. You know, is it me? Is it this? Is it that? What What can the company do to be better going forward? I um, mean, I think that's, I think that's um, very, very important. Um, if you work with your people and they trust you and they know you, they will tell you the truth. You know, it might not be easy, but they will. Um, I hear you talking about relationships there, which I think if you've been tuning into the podcast at all over the last sort of four years, gosh, doesn't it all go back to relationships as supervisors, mentors, clinicians serving our kids, right? It's it's um, clear as kind, unclear as unkind. And so when we have those it doesn't mean positive relationships, but it means trusting relationships, brave, courageous relationships, consistent, honest, open relationships that can really make a difference. And again, that doesn't mean it's great all the time. As a spouse, I hate when Corey has to work those long weeks during hurricanes, right? And I understand that that's his job in that moment and that part of supporting him is supporting that. Now, if we're talking 100-hour weeks regularly, I'm not here for it. That sucks, right? Because there's other things that may not be getting done. And so it's that dialogue with your family. Hey, this is what I'd like to do. How does this work for us as a unit, or I've shared before how, um, because core works, it's 12 hour shifts, basically, not basically, it's 12 hour shifts each day. And so on the nights that he closes, those are the nights that I work from home or I schedule, you know, FaceTimes with friends so that we're still getting the time that we want and need together. And um, I'm still doing the other things that are important to me. So it's this idea that we have to talk about how does this position fit into what we need now and knowing that that could change, right? So when Core was part-time and then was able to move part-time. So I hear the consistency from an organization, but also flexibility. And that if there wasn't a spot, there wouldn't have been a spot, right? So so it doesn't always mean that you've got to do whatever's asked of you. It doesn't mean we want to be as flexible as possible while still staying true to whatever our values are on that values wheel that keeps the organization open because it is a business first and foremost. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, yep, you definitely hit the nail on the head. So... 
um, as much or as little as you feel comfortable sharing. I wonder, you know, we've been back here in North Carolina. Um, you know, you've heard me kind of talk about the things that are stuck points. And um, there are times when the things that you guys do or your experiences have helped shape what I aim to do. And so when we kind of bring it back to that owning your development, what are some of the suggestions that you might give to um, folks who are looking to develop? What are some suggestions of action steps or actionable items that they could do to kind of move towards their goals? Uh, first thing I would do is find a mentor. Um, you know, find someone that you can trust, find someone that's going to tell you the truth. That's the most important part about a mentor. You don't want to pick one of your friends unless they can be completely honest with you. Um, you know, so mentor number one, um, development blueprint number two. So if you have access to a a development blueprint or, you know, whatever that looks like in your field, um, build a development blueprint that will tell you what you're doing good or what you think you're doing good and what you think you're doing bad on. And then your mentor gets to step in and say, wrong. Um, this isn't or right. Or right yes. <laughs> um, well, and I, I say wrong because um, so many people, and I don't care what field you're in, so many people have a hard time with self-assessment, right? Mm-hmm. They think, oh, I'm really good at this. Oh, I, I'm really good at um, accountability. I'm always coming down on people. No, you're not. Um, one thing every field needs more of is accountability. Um, accountability. What does that mean for you? Accountability for me means someone to keep me uncomfortable, right? Mm. We, I don't want to be comfortable all the time because if you get comfortable all the time, then you're going to start missing things. You're going to start, all the boxes aren't going to get checked, right? You have to, it's not live in fear, right? It's you, but you have to be like in a state of, I want to make my leaders happy, right? I want to make, I want to make my leaders proud when my district manager comes in and he comes and asks me a question. I want to give him an answer that he knows is 100% truth, researched, factual. It's, it is what it is. And if I don't know the answer, I give him that too. I, I give him that. I don't know. Let me find out. Um, so you know, accountability for me is like if if I if I if I'm out of line or if I'm not doing the right things, someone is going to put me in the place back on track. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the deal. Back on track. I also love that you're talking about the blueprints. And just to give a little background, the blueprint is almost like a treatment plan that we would write. Right. Except it's for yourself. It's here's where I'm at and here's where I want to go in six months, in a year, in five years. And then you fill in those action steps. How are you going to get there? Because just like for us with our our um, patients, our clients, those that we're serving, if you don't know where you're going, how in the hell are you going to get there? And so we've got to have goals and plans for your career. Now, of course, it's written in pencil. It can be modified and changed. But one of the things that Corey does is he revisits that blueprint frequently and with his um, mentor to make sure he's on the right track. And maybe he missed a turn. And so we've got to go back and add something. Or maybe we've, you know, hit a goal earlier than expected. Woo, let's celebrate and let's set another goal. Absolutely. So for me, um, my blueprint is always working. It's it's never finished. Um, I've had a working open blueprint for the last 10 or 12 years that I keep in my apron at Home Depot that anytime uh, my boss or my district manager or 
the RVP comes in and they're like, what's going on in your career? Boom. I pop out my blueprint. There's red marks all over it. There's scratches all over it. It's dirty. Um, you know, and I check that off whenever I check a box, I check it off at that moment. You know, so if I'm, you know, if I want a certain training or blah, 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 it's on my blueprint. Um, and I check that off, but there's a lot of things that the light bulb comes on. You're like, I just checked that box. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you don't always get a chance to sit down and, um, you know, look it over and this, that, and the other. So I'll pull it out with my schedule sometimes and then boom, there it is. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm making some marks. I'm altering it, this, that, and the other. Um, but really what the blueprint does, um, you know, it keeps you on track and then it also gives your, your mentor a gauge on where you're at, um, which I think is really, really important. And that's what's, this is why it's important to have a mentor that look, you can be friends with your mentor. Um, but you need to have that mentor that can tell you what is and what isn't. Um, I've had so many times I've put something on my blueprint and I've sent it to my mentor and she's just, you know, figuratively balled it up and sent it back to me and said, start over, you know, this isn't it. And I love her. She's a great woman. Um, and a great leader and a great friend, but she will tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. And, you know, I, I need that. And that's, um, I own that. So owning that development for me is, you know, sometimes I've got to write something down that might not be a hundred percent, you know, that might not be something I have to work on just to get that feedback from my mentor that says, no, you already checked this box, blah, blah, blah. You know, let's look at this, you know, because your mentor is going to have a big part in your career. Um, and my mentor is in California. So we're three hour time difference, 2,500 miles. And she's a store manager and I'm an ASM. We have insane schedules. Um, so I have to track her down. That's, it's my responsibility to get her my blueprint, mm -hmm. to check in with her accordingly, to get that feedback from her, and then to put the wheels in motion to fix what isn't right or what is right and to keep those wheels on track. My mentor doesn't call me and say, Corey, are you ready for your check-in? If I don't call her, she's not going to forget about me as a person, but she's not going to ask me about my development. She's, she is going to ask me about surfing or about Home Depot or about um, how my lovely wife is doing. That's how it works. Um, I own that development. If, if, if I don't own my development, no one else is going to own it. That's the deal. I think that's a great statement to to wind down on, right? So I want to summarize some of the great stuff that Corey has shared with us from his uh, experience as a 23-year um, team member in a variety of positions in a large organization. So um, owning your development means that the way in which you progress or not largely depends on the effort you expend and that we want to be expending effort in the right, I'm doing air quotes again, place, which means we need to have a blueprint or a plan about where you are, where you want to be with short and long-term objectives that is quite literally owned by you and might have different um, check marks and scratch marks and notes and links all on that document because that document is almost like a concrete representation of your career and where you're going. I also hear that owning your development includes taking initiative and in ownership, that you find a mentor and even if you move away from that mentor, you do your damnedest to stay connected to those who feel like sunlight and um, 
Corey's mentor, certainly her and her wife both are actually wonderful and, and we miss them immensely. And even though you're talking about how she sort of tells you this is wrong, I actually think that's part of the value that you trust in her because you know she's going to tell you if you're off track. And man, those are some tough conversations. Those are also the conversations that let you know that this person is really attending to what you're doing and not doing and is invested in what you're doing and not doing so much so that she's willing to be uncomfortable or to make you feel uncomfortable because she knows it's what you need to hear. And that really facilitates uh, a trusting relationship when it comes from that place of caring and compassion, which should be our, our relationship with those who are teaching us. I also hear that the things that have helped you stay at Home Depot for t- over two decades are consistent opportunities and fairly consistent experiences between stores that you can move from one store to another store. And while there's going to be some differences, a lot of what you know is going to remain the same. So those are things that we can make sure. Essentially, guys, what this guys and gals, what this comes down to is follow your procedures, implement your policies and stick to them. Our attorney says to me sometimes, Becky, you've got great policies, but they don't do you any good on paper. Make sure you're upholding them. And so we got to uphold those policies. And also that we're offering consistent work. If we want someone to stay with us and they want to be full-time, I need to give them full-time hours every week. Even though patient-facing hours may fluctuate, they need to pay their bills. And if I want them to be loyal to me, I need to show them my loyalty to them as well. So core uh, time is always one of our most valuable resources because it's so limited and it's not an, uh, an ever renewing resource. So I so appreciate you taking, you know, 40 minutes uh, to sit here in the dining room with me and kind of talk about some of the your experience at Home Depot and share some of the gems that you've shared with me that absolutely help make me be a better leader. Um, I really appreciate you very much. And sometimes we get so focused on hearing from others in our field and our field is still so new that we forget that there's others who've been out doing this stuff far longer than us. So again, I'm going to implore you all to, uh, you know, yes, listen to other people in our field, particularly for clinical stuff. Um, But remember that there are businesses and fields that have been around longer than us and and we we don't want to be I don't know full of hubris or or so narrow-sighted that we're only looking within our field let's expand that view and read articles outside of Java not because Java is not great but because it's only one resource and we want to learn from those in management and leadership positions not just in behavior analysis or speech language pathology or occupational therapy Um, we want to learn what other fields are doing that have been sustainable. And so everybody who's joining us here now and ever, really, thank you for your time. And um, if you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to hit subscribe or follow. You can send me um, emails or Facebook messages. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.